Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome to Film Fandango, the film information broadcast. I am your host, David Reed. And joining me is Merrick Larwood. Hello, Merrick. Hello, film lovers. Welcome to the show about film, where we're going to take, take you through some of the latest visual masterpieces to strike the silver screen. <laughs> we could keep this up for 25 minutes, but I think we'd get bored very quickly. Someone listening for the very first time is now already depressed. Really depressed for a bygone era that no longer exists that seems somehow better than now, even though, you know, medicine's better now. Everywhere does, though, doesn't it? It's nostalgia, the power of nostalgia. I think it's something to do with the way we form memories, but we can't get into that now. This sounds like the sort of podcast I would actually listen Mm. to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is Film Fandango, hello. Uh, We're going to talk about some films uh, that hopefully you won't have seen, and then maybe you can go see the good ones and avoid, like the plague, the bad ones. Um... Now, as ever, we've gone to see some films. Uh, Marek, you're going to go first, I believe. Yes, I am. Here we go. I went to the cinema and I went to see Eye in the Sky. Eye in the Sky. Now, I've seen the trailer for this. Mm-hmm. It appears to be Aaron Paul mm-hmm. with Helen Mirren and yes. uh, Alan Rickman, his last film, I believe, Yes. about drones. Is that pretty much it? Drone pilot. Not especially. Oh, is it um, It's... What I would really commend this film, it's a thriller, but it's done in a very different way. Okay. This could only happen... Now technology, now you've got drones and you've got cameras and everything, it has allowed this film to take place. Uh, basically, there's a ta- uh, somewhere in... Uh, in, I think it's in, in, in Nairobi somewhere, I think. Right. There's a terrorist cell. And all these terrorists in the place for the, for the for the first time, and so the British government wants to target this place, right? Uh, via a drone missile. So you've got people watching because of the ca- the cameras in there. All I'm not explaining very well. Different people from the military. So you've got the military, you've got politicians, yeah. you've got the actual drone pilots, yeah. all in different rooms, yeah. Watching this footage and trying to make a decision on what to do based on this footage. Okay. And then you have got a bit of action happening in Nairobi on the actual place itself. Basically, there's a whole these extremists from uh, 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 ISIS equivalent yeah. um, terrorist site have got an area that they've sort of warded off and kept to themselves. 
and the uh, British military is able to view this through a drone and also some almost quite outlandish cameras. There's one in a bug, there's one in a bird. You know Clash of the Titans, the old yeah, Clash yeah, of the Titans yeah. film? You know, the, the weird mechanical, mechanical owl. But yeah. Hood, hood. Yeah. yeah. The camera that's in the bird reminded me a bit <laughs> of the stop motion animation in this owl to the point I thought, is this weird? I know you're pushing it. Well, you, you know what? Things. They've been using animals uh, since uh, the Second World War and, and the Cold War as well. Uh, I was reading recently about um, an American who trained all sorts of animals to do uh, reconnaissance and espionage, including training a crow to drop a little bit of slate on a windowsill, uh, a specific windowsill, and the slate had inside it a listening device. So looking out the window, you'd just go, oh, it's a bit of slate off the roof that's fallen there. It's nothing, but it's a listening device. So wow. sticking a camera inside a crow is a bit different, but... It... Well, there's, it's, they're mechanic animals, mechanical bugs. Right. So it's just about believable. Yeah. But... This technology has afforded a new film where that can be... You can get into places and see things. Yeah, yeah. It feels really fascinating and it's quite a fresh idea. Like Enemy of the State in that sense. I remember that being a thriller that used sort of cutting-edge technology. Yeah, I loved Enemy of the State. Really great. Really good film. Um, So this is odd in that you've got these different people, this cross-communication of these politicians and military people trying to decide what to do Mm. in this situation... And the situation gradually gets worse and worse. I won't give you any spoilers. More and more tense. It doesn't, we, Is it live spoiler. footage? They're watching live footage. Yeah, they're watching live right, footage. Okay. And you've got some guy on the ground who's experiencing it, trying to just trying to make it so they can uh, eliminate these people. Right. Annika Rice. She's challenged yeah, Annika. Sort on of the Annika Rice, but maybe someone with a more African sort of... Okay. Um, More than Annika Rice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she is in the top five. Sure. My fa- she's in my top five favorite African people. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, but it's so it's, it feels really. I would watch watch it and you think I would never. There's no reason for me to ever watch this again. Right. So what do you call it? Like quite pulp, pulpy film. I right. Suppose. A pulpy thriller. It's not one that stays with you. Uh, there's sort of a question. There's a. They slightly raise a few moral questions. Okay. But they're not. There's no real answer or any real standpoint. It feels. Sometimes it feels quite static in the fact that it's just a lot of people in different rooms talking to each other. So it's odd that you're watching people watching something. Yeah. Is it a low budget film that they've just got a high high profile cast? No, I think. I don't think it was low budget. I think it's a really refreshing thriller. I think I really enjoyed it. I give it seven Marics. It's not amazing. It's not terrible. And it feels a bit different. It feels as though they're constrained a little bit by the formula they've used and the whole technology. But nonetheless, I thought I'm really glad that something a bit more inventive and quite now he's come out as opposed to a relentless superhero film. So if you want to go to see a thriller that just maybe lacks that final push that final greatness yeah. to it and some of the dialogue feels a bit sort of uh, like that <laughs> that sort of quality but I'd watch also, your film with Helen Mirren and uh, Aaron Paul and Alan Rickman just going 
Alan Rickman is just really watchable. Yeah, it's really watchable. I was, what, I was when I was watching, I was thinking, did he know? He must have known. You know, I wonder whether he knew he had cancer. Yeah, you know, or he, he knew he was ill during yeah. it. Or well, it depends. I mean, it, how long ago? How was? long ago they filmed it? I mean, these things can take years to get distribution. Can't yeah. They? But it's flawed in some ways, but enjoyable. So, Eye in the Sky, a better than average thriller. Well, there you go, Eye in the Sky. Um, I think, now we've heard about one film. Yeah. I think it's time for this. letter is from Lee Garrod. That's a good name, isn't it, Garrod? Hi, Film Fandango. Spent most of the last two weeks listening to your back catalogue. Unlucky. And I'm finally, finally up to date. I noticed you didn't rate the voices and wondered if you'd seen the director's previous film, Persepolis. Have you seen that in the animation? No, I haven't. Okay. It's an a- animated film. <laughs> That's the guy who did the voices? That it's is a weird combo. About her life growing up in Iran. Very funny and I highly recommend it. I'm currently watching a Marvel film every day and blogging about them as I go. Oh, get lost. I thought I liked them, but watching them this close together exposes their weaknesses, and now I'm beginning to agree with Marek about the genre. Good, sorry, Lee, I did ignore that get lost stuff. <laughs> are there any film series you feel are worthy of watching one every day without... and would still stand up strong? Thanks. That's all for now. Sorry, I read this really badly. Sorry, Lee. That's all for now. Keep watching the films, but not Marvel films. Lee Garrod. Okay. Any films that stand up for watching sort of uh, one a day? I mean, I've not done that. Um, Well, the Police Academy films, obviously, as you can see the slow decline towards the mission to Moscow. Um, At ones where you need to remember the plot, I guess. But that doesn't tend to How happen. How many have done seven? Rocky? Rocky, yeah. Uh, there are now seven Star Wars films. Well, the answer's no. The no. answer's I no. I can't think of a single series where that is necessary. Here's another letter. Who from? It's from Connor L. Connor L. Okay. He says... Uh, Dear David Marrick and Buddy, I heard you read out a letter where an Aussie listener shamelessly asked you to talk about what Australian films you like, so I thought I'd follow suit by shamelessly asking you what Irish films you like. Here are a few recommendations from a recent purple patch in Irish film you mightn't have seen. What Richard Did, a thoughtful piece about privilege and aggression among privileged South Dublin teens, His and Hers, a genuinely touching documentary and probably on UK Netflix, Sing Street, a very, very slick descendant of The Commitments, and, still in cinemas, Patrick's Day, a really strong film that will stay with you. Finally, I heard you mention that you sometimes listen to Commode and Mayo for research purposes. I tried to listen once, but was bamboozled by the glib code language their listeners employ in emails to the show. Here's a made-up example. Dear Wittermeisters, I had a genuine shoe-on-head moment last Witter Day <laughs> upon seeing none other than Sir Frosty Looks himself outside the BBC studios. It was like walking into a cliquey society in university, and the big love-in vibe made me miss Marrick losing his cool and generally firing abuse at emailers to your show. Don't ever change. Uh, P.S. The accent should be Irish. Ha-ha, you put it at the end. So, tough one. Keep watching the fil- films, con. So, Irish films, 
I'm trying to think now. The my, the only ones I've seen recently uh, probably is Grabbers, actually. Cavalry and the Guard, they're both, they're oh, both really great. Oh, of course, yes. No, I'm a big fan of those. Um, there's a great animation I watched last year called The Secret of Kells. Right. Which is all about the Book of Kells and some... Uh, it's a great animation, and they, I think they did Song of the Sea as well. Really unique look to it. And The Secret of Kells is about, I think, a girl loses the book and has to go off into the... Anyway, I can't remember. I knew it was good. Yeah. It's, there's something about um, seeing films from different countries that still have their own cultural identity that just makes it a little different, and it wakes you up more. Do you know what I mean? Just hearing people talking not only with different accents, but actually talk about different things and in different ways and have different perspectives on stuff. I find it just engages you far more. It's why, I've, you know, whenever I've had enough of American stuff, then, you know, an Australian film will make me go, oh, great. I, only I like, love cinema. <laughs> I only like watching English films. Oh, really? So yeah. you like films about posh people in the past? Yes, I've got no interest in the other people. Poor... <laughs> Buddy, we got any more letters? Oh, letters, letters. <laughs> that was an excellent filling time. If I say letters out loud, letters. I've got one here. Yeah, it's from Christopher Dodd. What does he want? Hi guys, could you read this out in one of those typical deep cinema trailer voices? Are oh, go on. Then. I think on the back of this teaser, the Bowman could be headed for real greatness. Oh, he, this this is, he's written a teaser for The Bombing Man. Do it. Which, for listeners who don't know, is a film I made up about a year and a half ago, which um, I talk about every three months. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Christopher Dodd. I mean, it is a bit of a liberty starting to write stuff for my own film. Yeah, I mean. Which, I mean, which puts a whole copyright thing out there, doesn't it? And I, Anyway, he's written this. My life. How does it, how does it go, the voice? Deep I've moment. got a sore throat at the moment, so... Um, I've got quite a sore throat. My life... That doesn't sound like... My life My life feeds. That's it, That's isn't it. it. My life feeds. I remember they called the bumming man to fully understand who he was. Oh, sorry. I'll raise it again. I might read it in my own voice. No, I'll read it in a similar voice. <laughs> my life... My life... <laughs> 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 ah, shit. My life feeds. I remember a man they called the Bumming Man. To fully understand who he was, you have to go back to a time when there was no fear of walking down the street without being bummed. Those days are gone now. Tight buttocks and swift steps now dominate the sidewalks. He can strike at any time and doesn't give a shit who he bums, as long as he bums and he bums well. Sore ass hell and squeeze cheeks everywhere, with all hope gone of being able to walk down the street. Only one man stood in his path, the bleacher man. Bleach or be bummed, a harsh reality. <clears throat> only, oh, my voice is going. Only the fastest walkers could escape. And those guys on rollerblades are okay. But hey, when were they last in fashion? No one has ever known the bumming man was among you until now. Right, he borrowed lines from Mad Max Joan Hinder there. Okay, uh, so the bumming man is now a villain in this. Yeah, that's, in this that's my problem, Christopher Dodd. The <laughs> bumming man is the ultimate hero who saves humanity. 
I thank you I for find your the, the idea work. of, of a, a bombing man being a villain quite uh, quite homophobic. But well, he basically is a, he's a sex um, offender. You made him turned him into a sex offender. Well, a rapist. And he's rapist. never been that, has he? He's the never bombing been that. man. He's, he's not been a rapist. A symbol of hope for the future. Yeah. Um, thanks, Christopher Dodd. <laughs> but no thanks. Um, this final email for this week is from Henry King, who says to be read in a thick Yorkshire accent. Easy. How do? You previously read out my email when I questioned if you could spoil documentaries. Spoiler turns out spoiler turns out you can. I then suggested the doc All This Mayhem on Netflix, which I still hold up as a bit of a hidden gem. Have either of you seen it yet? Being a sports documentary, I would have thought it was right up Marrick's bracket. Whilst not the most cinematic experience ever, it had some moments which have really stayed with me. Give it a go if you have time. Regarding the bombing man at love-making scenes, tonally, are you considering the ultra-realism of Gaspar Noé's love or the more impressionistic style seen in Parker and Stone's Team America? I mean, I'm down with either, just interested. Keep watching the films. Ta-ra, Henry. The bombing man's really capturing the public's interest. Um, well, it's going to be called uh, Bombing Man Fandango soon if this keeps up, because that's the only way to keep our listenership. Um... <laughs> Quickly, buddy, come here. Uh, so quickly on that point, um, love scenes in the bombing man. What, are you, what are you going to, for? Uh, I, w- I would like to go into, you know, in a, the Disney films, sometimes like bed knobs and broomsticks are going to a cartoon animation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. When I, they go into a magical through a magical portal. Yes, I want the sex scene scenes to be uh, Japanese paper art. You know, the old shadow. Yeah. Old, that'd be really that good. That would be beautiful. Because you could go really graphic. Oh, really graphic there. Uh, with paper art. Yeah. Oh, Japanese, good to know. And also, it would be help, help, you know, some young animators as well get work in the industry. Well, that's very uh, so magnanimous I talked about the budget you. being five grand before at yeah. some point. Um... I think that with the paper art sex scenes it could might go up, go up a bit because doing how, it all by hand is more expensive these days. It depends how detailed you want the paper sex scenes to be. If it's me doing it with a pair of scissors on a bit of a then they're going to be graphically detailed. Yes, I mean you have a lot of free time. I'm prepared to spend the next <laughs> five to six years doing that, and I may well be in prison, which is the perfect backdrop for it. Wonderful, wonderful. And with regards to his other point, Henry King's other point, all this mayhem I have watched, and that is what we're going to talk about now. That's now, a great segue. Thank you. Have you seen all this mayhem? No, I haven't. Okay, it's um, it's a sports documentary about um, the Papas brothers, who are uh, some, they were amongst the first and... Uh, most skilled and celebrated skateboarders. So late 80s, early 90s, um, they were up there with Tony Hawk, basically, around that time. Um, and it's, they're Australians, they're brothers, they, you know, and it, there's footage, home video footage and footage throughout their entire lives going through, charting their rise and fall. Now, I don't know if you know the story. Did you say charting or sharting? I said charting. I think sharting will be sharting good. sharting their eyes oh Christ uh, what an image um, but and uh, uh, I don't want to tell you what happens uh, because that's the best thing about documentaries is not knowing what genre I, this is is it, um, is it a good ending is it a fulfilling documentary yeah okay yeah it, the life provides the beats uh, if you uh, know what I mean that is a, a 
great that's a great TV thing to say, isn't it? Life provides the beats. It certainly does. Yeah. Um it's but I mean I, I I wasn't into skateboarding although I was at the right age at the right time for skateboarding, I think. Like Didn't you have a skate I would do quite a lot of skateboarding. I no, I had friends who did, like proper, you know, uh massive combat trousers around the bum hole and uh you know the uh, the spiked up hair uh, listening to No Effects and Less Than Jake and all of that. And I was in a band, so I, I listened to the music, but I wasn't really a skater. Um, it was sort of the dominant subculture of the 90s, though, really. Yeah, when, no if you're effects. a school I listened to Cypress Hill and the Goats. Sure, depending on what town you lived in, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I couldn't skateboard whenever I stood on one, I fell off. You know, I, it was never going to be. It was never for me. It was never fun doing all the tricks. But we, where I lived in Benbridge on, on the Isle of Wight, in the winter the holiday camps were closed. There was no one there. Yeah. And they had loads of cement down. It was quite hilly bits. It was just great going down hills. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. None of that whole business about going doing jumps and tricks. Just going. No, never fast. grinding a banister and then Why landing you on your testicles. What's the fun in doing that? Go down the hill fast. Walk back up it. Go down it again. <laughs> like um, sledging. I used to do a thing, yeah, pretty much. Like Urban a, sledging. A crab where you'd sit on your skateboard and put your feet on the other person's skateboard and they'd sit on theirs and put your feet over, over yours and you'd yeah. hold hands. I mean, it was very homoerotic. And you'd both steer your skateboard. You'd both be sitting That's on just sledging, isn't it? That's two-man sledging. Uh, not really, because you're doing it sort so, a different thing. It was very um, fulfilling. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad. Well, um, so there was a lot of sort of it was quite nostalgic to see this actually because you go yeah I've, I haven't thought about this stuff in forever but you know there it, there it all is and their story is amazing um, and the true villain of the piece Tony Hawk comes off like such a bell end oh, really oh man I mean just watch it and you'll see what I mean maybe we can talk about it again once you've seen it but um, yeah as a sports documentary I'd say you know it's it's very moving. Does actually. it follow? Is it um, a competition-based one? Because I've seen other ones, no uh, skateboard ones, where it, you do a competition. There's song. competitions in it, obviously, and th- there's little sort of side stories where you're you're willing them to win or whatever. But no, it's about the two boys' lives. Do pass. Papas. Uh, Papas. I think. Ben and Tass. Papas. Ben and Tass. Papas. Ben and Tass. Papas. But they were the best in the world, and and I hadn't heard of them. Was one better than the other? Um, they they used to go like this, and Tony Hawk was third. Mm. And then something happens, and I'm not going to tell you what. But yeah, it was you know stuff was in the news and stuff. So it it's but just clearly not in this country. Didn't make uh, it over. How many Davies did you give it? Interesting. It's uh, it's a fascinating story. I knew nothing about them. It's a window into a world, and I think the best documentaries are where not only are you being told a story, but you feel like you know a world you knew nothing about before. We're in the world, PC, PC world. They don't sponsor us. Uh, this would have been at the beginning otherwise. Um, it's computers delivered. It's computers delivered, guys. Uh, I think I'd give it. I think I'd give it eight. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Ah, I really enjoyed it, and it's on Netflix. Netflix, if you'd like to watch a film, Netflix have started doing films, now, haven't they? Yes, they've done films for quite some time. No, but actually doing their own lot of their oh, own. Adam and Sanders TV got shows. A deal. They've, like got, they, they've got people have got film deals. They've them. thrown billions into their own content to try and just grow and become 
people's sole source of entertainment. Of course, when I put BBC Two on the other week, it was um, Caravan of the Year in the. Uh, How is the eight BBC going to gonna survive? It's terrible. Versus, you know, the likes of uh, Better Call Saul or whatever. I mean, recently I put on the, I put the TV on. You don't know what channel it's on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I presumed that my girlfriend had been watching Channel Five or some really terrible cable channel. Yeah. And then you click the guide, and you're disappointed to realise that is the BBC. Yeah. Because it just wow. looks like shit cable TV. Mm. Caravan of the year. For an hour on BBC Two, come off it. Oh yeah. Um, well, I think that's that's us for this week. Yeah. Um, well, if uh, you'd like to get in touch with us, we do need more letters, so please do write in about anything film related you like um, to dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com. You can also post things you find online to our Facebook wall, forward slash Film Fandango, or you can tweet us at Film Fandango, at Mr. David Reed, or at Merritt Larwood. Um, also, please do subscribe to us on iTunes yes. and leave reviews. It helps other people find us. If you'd like, if you enjoy the show, then please do spread the word. Um, also, and, also, yes, the Volsball season started. It has. I missed the first game. Volsball.com. Yeah. Marek's invented an entire new sport, uh, so you should get involved with that and buy 20 t-shirts each. Yes. Um, also, <laughs> related to that, we do all of this for free. So uh, if you'd like to donate towards Film Fandango, because I see nothing of the uh, Volsball uh, <laughs> t-shirt proceeds, yes. then please go to the debt. Yeah. Uh, please go to filmfandango.co.uk and hit the donate button. And everyone who has done so far, thank you, thank you very thank much. Thank you. We will be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.